Hi, I'm Jane Stahl, retired high school English teacher and director of community relations at Studio B Fine Art Gallery in Boyertown, Pennsylvania. And this is the Be Inspired podcast. My guest and I hope that in the few minutes you spend with us, you'll be surprised and delighted to meet someone new, become aware of projects going on in your neighborhood, and maybe entertain a new way to look at the world. Look, we all need to keep our spirits up in these challenging times, and I can't think of a better way to lift up our spirits than to meet interesting, passionate folks and learn about what they're doing to make life better for all of us. And so, join me now for the Be Inspired podcast. Hello, Be Inspired audience. I'm here today with two very special people, Cindy and Jeff Carver, and I've invited them to talk today about the beginnings of a project that has been going on now for 16 years. Is that right? Since 2008. It's just the same year that Studio B was invented. (laughs) (laughs) So we started some really cool things together. Oktoberfest. It started in the midst of the financial panic of 2008. Exactly. And we didn't know as a studio whether we would survive into 2009. Because who has money, Mm -hmm. you know, for art and artists, and yet here we are. Here we are. So i got to ask you, both of you perhaps, you know, where did the idea come from? Where did the motivation come from to do this crazy thing called Oktoberfest? Well, I'll let Jeff talk about that because he's the one that got us into this. (laughs) (laughs) And you've been thanking him ever since, I trust. No, it ended up being a lot of fun and really great for the community so it started um actually in in the spring the late winter or spring of 2008 mm-hmm. bbb used to have events on i think it was called the third saturday okay of of each month and uh, in the third saturday of one of the months in early 2008 they had a um, wine tasting type of thing and supposedly these other <clears throat> local restaurants you would go around to them go in there get some wine get something to eat and things like that we went out with some friends, and it wasn't very good. Okay. It, it, uh, it didn't impress us at all. And probably foolishly, I came back on the following Monday and sent an email to Heather Griffith and uh, Charles Haddad, who were then in the heads of BBB, telling them that we were disappointed with it and suggesting that we had seen similar type of events when we traveled with, out to a Palm Desert, California. Okay. And I described what I had seen, and within a day, Charles was on the phone with me <laughs> saying, why don't we meet and talk about your uh-huh. suggestions? And uh, it was fairly obvious that, especially Heather, wasn't too pleased with my positive uh, comments. <laughs> so, the, and I met, we met down at what was then Schaefer's restaurant and okay. uh, talked about things. And after that, the end of that meeting, Charles said to me, well, why don't you put something together? along the lines that, that you were proposing. So I went home, talked to Cindy, and said we would try to do it. And at that time, it wasn't a concept of Oktoberfest. I mean, oh. the concept was just have a BBB event. Street fair. The third Saturday in one of the months in the fall. And um, I can remember sitting at my desk trying to come up with names, and I 
September swan, swan song, summer swan song, fall <laughs> really? frolic, and things like that. Oh, how cool! And, uh, I love playing with words, you know. Well, and nothing, <laughs> nothing seemed to stick. And it was it was Heather who came up with one time we were meeting. She said, "Why don't we call it Oktoberfest?" Wow. And uh, all of our responses was, "Well, because we're holding it in September." Uh huh. <laughs> and she knew enough. She said, "Well, in Munich." Oktoberfest actually starts on the third Saturday in September and continues for 10 days or 14 days, whatever it is, yeah. into October. And, and so it just so happened that we stumbled on the same time period that the Munich event happens, and Heather knew that, suggested the name Oktoberfest, and that's what we ran with. That's amazing. Yeah. And people still, still, yeah. even this year, say, why do they call <laughs> exactly. it Oktoberfest yeah. when it's in September? So I'm happy we cleared that yeah. up this morning yeah. for our podcast audience. But well, Cindy, how did it go when he brought you that idea? How do you think it went? I <laughs> <laughs> You and your big mouth. <laughs> and, and you know who's going to be behind the scenes doing the nuts and bolts of all this. Talk to me about the nuts and bolts. Where did you start? Well, we started with our friends because we needed money. Yes. And just to show how great the community was, Jeff did mention about the financial crush uh, that year. But our friends stepped up and the businesses in Boyertown, we knew so many. So we hit them up. And I think the first year uh, we had uh, Hoffa Accounting, Boyd and Carver, of course, Reinhardt and Company, Hyatt Dental, and Susquehanna. I think, oh, Gerhardt. Hartman and Rittner. Hartman and Rittner. And, oh. They were $500 sponsors. Right. Then we had Fred Beans, uh, Dennis Malloy, who gave 1000 And then Jack Lignelli's Pottstown Oral. Yeah. At Charles Haddad. No kidding. Just ponied up $1,000 to us for <laughs> the idea. Since it was kind of his idea, he right. owed you. Yeah. So sure. the best part of that was, well, the funniest part of that was we asked for this money and we tried to explain why we needed it. And we had to tell them we weren't quite sure, but we were going to try this and we were going to try that. We're not sure you right. know, what's going to happen. But we're trying. We didn't know whether we'd get 50 people out to the event or 2,000. Well, I'm glad you mentioned that because back in 2003, when the, when the Holiday House Tour Committee mm -hmm. came together and we said, well, let's try and do this tour around town of holiday uh, houses decorated for the holiday. My husband thought, oh, you're going to attract 50 people. And we ended up attracting that first year about 500 people. Mm -hmm. But I know what you mean, Cindy, about the community really supporting ideas because that's exactly what I experienced with Bear Fever. I mean, the kids and I went, I don't know if the kids talked to you personally. Do you remember that for, back in the day? For putting the bears out. For putting right. the bears yeah. out. Yeah. I mean, we just went to our... People we knew, the people that Paul had, you know, done work for and the people that I knew in town. And like you said, we didn't know exactly how it was going to work, what we were going to do. And people said to us, you know, what happens when this, what are you going to do when this happens? And as I told them, all kinds of people, and I instructed the kids to say, we've never done this before, but we'll figure it out. <laughs> and that's what you did. That, well... Part of that, <laughs> part of that, trying to figure out what you're going to do, 
we had to get food vendors. Oh. And that was the hard part because we didn't charge them to come in like they do now because they make money right. from coming to Oktoberfest. We just needed people to bring food and whatever you made was your money yep, right, to right. keep. <clears throat> so we only got three and they were out of food by 2.30. Oh, That's how many more people. And this was a one day event? <clears throat> yes. Pardon yeah. me, uh, initially. Right. Yeah. Yes. Go ahead. Yeah, so, it, you know, all three were calling and who did we have? We had CD's place. We had Gino Hall's at that time, Hall's Seafood. Sweet. Sweet Beginnings. Uh, and, and Hillbilly Barbecue. We had four. Right. Yeah. And then every, they were all calling saying, well, what do you think we should bring? How much, yeah. how much food should we have? And I have no idea. This is just getting off the ground. And so the whole thing was kind of hilarious and scary <laughs> at the same time. Well, I remember sleepless nights during the Bear Fever Project, yeah. you know, figuring out what have I gotten myself into because it does get scary. And yeah. we had a friend, Pete Manfredi, who at that time owned Pottstown Tent Rentals. I remember. And just gave us a tent. Yeah, no for kidding. The event and the all huge the, tent. And we asked for a tent, and his guy showed up, and not only did they have the tent, but they had the tables, the chairs, and wow. round tables, and, and things like that. It just, I mean, everything came together, and a lot of it was just karma, I guess, with our, our friends, knowing what we needed to do, and, and, and things like that. And everybody getting behind you to do that. And the, the weather turned out perfect that first uh, Right, and I've day. thought about Oktoberfest this yeah. past weekend yeah. with all the rain. So they had the most beautiful weekend yeah. <laughs> the yeah. week before. Right. Yeah. So you then, um, and, and, and anything else about the nuts and bolts you'd like to mention? Oh, then well, we, entertainment. Go! Okay, so then we had to figure out entertainment, so... Everybody was throwing in suggestions. Boyertown Alumni Band came up first, so we had to They're contact great. them. They came. Everybody loves them. Yes. Uh, we had the Spring Street uh, singers. singers, and I'm not sure. Are they still together? I don't know. But <laughs> they came. We had Miracles in Motion yes, with yes, the yes. little girls, yep, yep, yep. and lots of parents and lots of people like that. And yep. they tried to work in Oktoberfest with that. <laughs> and we had the shoe plotlers that we got from Reading, and mm -hmm. they were the German dancers that... Fantastic. Yes. And, yep. and that kind of brought everything together. And then we asked uh, Scott Green. And he DJed for us. So he brought all his equipment down and he DJed. So and you know, when there's music, it just ties mm -hmm. everything together. You know, people just respond, I think, to... And, and he had the, the foresight to bring a lot of German type of music. Excellent. Yeah. You know, and it just, it, the atmosphere that it created that day was just really, really nice. Right, right, yeah. right, right. Uh, I can imagine you spent many hours putting all these things together and many phone calls. Now, and emails? Yes. Yeah. Yes. 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 And um, I would I'm imagine a... you missed several meals now and then because <laughs> she was so busy putting all this together. It wasn't the meal so much. It was the complaints. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you get us into this? This isn't going to work. And, <laughs> and yet yeah. you carried on for several year, five five years, years. Five yeah. years, yeah. I believe. Yeah. Yes. And we, we suggested that... <clears throat> Um, well, 
it's a young person's game and we were getting older and by the end of the night we were limping yeah. trying to get in the car <laughs> with our achy bones and everything yeah. because I guess it was probably three days of setting up right. and then tearing down and so we thought it was great to do five years because other people have other ideas they have other friends. So you really, after the first year, said, I'm going to do this for five years? No, I would say it was about the third year. Oh, okay. About the third year, because we knew it was getting bigger for right. us. Plus, like I said, the important thing was newer ideas, um, other sponsors, because yeah. it, it was completely different. It was Shannon and, and Bill. Bill. And that took it over after <coughs> us, and they did a great job. Yeah. You know, they, Shannon yeah. always was good at that stuff, and Bill was right there to help her. So the four yeah. of us. That's awesome. Yeah. The four yeah. of us got our heads together, and she added so much more to it oh, and everything. Yeah. So that's why we thought five years would be good, mm -hmm. you know, to rejuvenate sponsors, entertainment. Right whatever they were doing right the right. whole the whole day though i mean that that first day of oktoberfest i can distinctly remember some of the things go ahead lee meckerly came up to me uh at one point and said this was the greatest event that was ever held in boyertown and, <laughs> and uh, i can remember early on in the day it was probably we started at, at uh, 12 o'clock when frank deary and, and marianne dressed as germans as the german burgess tapped the keg but shortly after that, I can remember two women who were both probably in their 80s at that time. And I don't even know them, but I, and I, didn't, I wasn't involved in their conversation, but I just remember them walking next, near one another and looking at one another and saying, I haven't seen you for years. And I just thought that was such a nice feature of the whole event that this isn't just young people coming out and drinking beer and things like that. We had 80-year-old women. and um, Reconnecting. Right. Uh, that's a beautiful event. thing. Yeah, That's yeah. a beautiful thing. And, you know, part of, part of what we do here at the gallery for openings, for example, is people come, they haven't seen each other for a while, and it's a place where people, you know, enhance their friendships or meet new people mm -hmm. or whatever. Mm -hmm. it's, all about, it's all about that. Mm -hmm. We just don't have the music. So. Yeah. <laughs> but it gets too loud in here with people talking, so well, that's at, a good thing. At one point, uh, we had suggestions to advertise uh, outside of Boyertown to advertise around Skipback and down toward the city. And my no, thing was, and I'm not sure good. I was right about it because, you know, are you here to make money? Because you could make more money by doing that and bringing more people in. I thought it was to try to keep community and because of all the feedback we got from the attendees of how great it was, who they saw, this was great, that was great, the food was great. So I kind of thought it was that and that was one of the reasons too that I thought maybe it should change up, maybe yeah. I'm wrong yeah. and Jeff and I's theory about keeping it yeah. you know, smaller might not be the right thing. We didn't intentionally keep it smaller, but we kept it local. Right. Intentionally. Right. Yep. 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 And we had local vendors and, and advertised locally and, and wanted it primarily for people for the in the Boyertown area. area. Yeah. Well, that's with the Boyertown area expression. I mean, our, Leslie and I, our mission was to serve the Boyertown area, which means that the demographic or the people who subscribe to the newsletter are not 
Not that, you know, not that we're looking to make money. That wasn't the point. Mm -hmm. But we saw a dearth of uh, attention to local, particularly Boyertown area. And so, like you, deliberately local. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we had another thing that was funny about it and just shows how great the community is. We ran into problems the first year, just knowing uh, we needed lights under the tent. So Pete was kind enough. I mean, he supplied everything he could. And but then awesome. we needed electric. And then we needed to get Whoa. Uh, yeah. the job, Johnny. job Johnnies and put them somewhere. Yes. And we needed to do all this. And I'm going, oh my gosh, how are we going to get this to go together? But we had. Um, uh, well, the, the local neighbors. I mean, Jack McNally, Pot Sound Oral Surgery, mm-hmm. left their door open. Mm-hmm. We ran a, an electric mm-hmm. cord out of there. Jane Malott, who at that time uh, ran Bowser's Super Door Store, uh, yeah. she let us run power out of Bowser's back uh, store. And um, Boyertown Publishing allowed us to run a, a line down at the other end of the parking lot yep. to serve someone else down there. Jack Mueller at the Central House <laughs> had him, he cleared his you know, tenants off of his lot. For wow. the day, and allowed us to put Job Johnny's there on his property oh, for, and it, just because it was convenient. So yes. people really pitched in, and I don't think anybody said no to us no. if we asked them for a favor. I mean, every everybody was was yes, right? And they had you know no reason to say yes because yeah. nobody had seen any of this before, and right. we didn't know how it was going to go or right if, if it was going to be a you know a, a beer drinking mess and things like that. And it wasn't, and we should say that. Over the years that we were involved with it, there was one inc- incident that I can recall that a fellow seemed like he was overserved, mm-hmm. and the people who were behind the bar at that time told me about it, and we went and I got his beer, his last beer from him, repaid him the five dollars, and said, "You should go home," and he did. No <laughs> but uh, we, other than that, we never had incidents, and we we ha- always had a, a police officer. Present. I was going to say, you just must in case have we had, would. Yeah, yep, it was Greg Miller was yep. our daytime officer for the first several years, and then they would have other officers at night. But even even they said it was just a, a real friendly crowd, and, and they did more socializing. Well, they did solely socializing. They didn't do any enforcement <laughs> type of activity, and, right? And I don't think. We didn't have many complaints from other people in the in the town saying that they found empty beer glasses or something on their property that people would walk off because we actually had some people, I think, stationed around the perimeter of the property to try to persuade people not to walk off the property right. with right, right. glasses of beer and stuff like that. Right. Yeah, right. we did that probably the third year because we were worried about people walking off and the trash and everything. So... You know, they just, we'd have trash cans everywhere, but the people we had stationed around the areas you could walk off would just ask them to please put their cups in there and yeah. then you're not allowed to take, yeah. you know, the beer off the property. But I did want to say, Jane Malott, when I heard this, I was going, now this is community. She was doing renovations because she was putting the drive through. Yes. And she actually had her electricians put in electric outside so we would outlets outside so we could run our plugs just for Oktoberfest. Wow. Which was on there. Wow. Wow. That's amazing. Well, what changes have you seen? I mean, you may have visited in the past 15, 10 years after you quit. We attended most years. Yeah. I think we missed... Two or three at yeah. tops. Yeah, this year we missed because we were in New Jersey with my daughter. But uh, 
the change is obviously the biggest change is the Friday night. Right. Which is, I think it's a great addition. It, it makes it a whole weekend type of event. Yeah. And from the organization's point of view, brings in a lot of money right. on a Friday night. And maybe, right. you know, people who can't make it on Saturday um, come on a Friday night. Right. So that's the, the single biggest change that I can see. That, and, was, that was your idea to do yeah. that because he wanted to do it the fifth year that we were doing it. And I went, well, you better find somebody else to do Friday night. I can't. Get one more thing. So he actually talked to Shannon and Bill about it, and they said that they would do that the following year because they had lots of people that wanted to help. And that's another thing. Every year we had it, uh, organizations would come in and ask us. So we had to have a schedule on who was helping doing what because it was an all-day event. So everybody came out to man the the tables. Uh, We got it to where... I think at the time, $500 sponsor would get you a crack at the bar, bartending for two <laughs> no hours, kidding. two and a half yeah. hours, and everybody loved that because it was advertising for them. I said, get t-shirts made up, do whatever, but advertise yourself while you're there, even though we did advertising for our sponsors, but everybody loved doing that. That's so. amazing. I love that detail. That's great. That's great. That's great. And the other, they have many more sponsors than we yes. than we ever had. So obviously yep. they're raising a lot more money than we raised. But yep. that first year, uh, I think we netted just over ten thousand uh, dollars. Yeah, which we were ecstatic about. Uh, and the, after the, building yeah. a better Boyer Town was yeah. ecstatic about yeah. it too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very very good. So you guys um, transitioned from uh, hosting the community at this wonderful Oktoberfest event, and now you are babysitting? Yeah, we... Yes, we are. (laughs) (laughs) Would you like to talk about that? (laughs) Well, my son has two children, Hayden and Kenley, and they're 11, and he'll be 12 next month. And... uh, She's nine. Kenley's nine. And then we have Nellie... Oh, what a lovely name. I love that. Old-fashioned. Eleanor is her name. Uh And so we have Nellie, and she's about, what, 18 months, 19 months. months. Oh, how lovely. Yeah, so we babysit. She lives in New Jersey, so we travel there, and they come home sometimes, but mostly we're going there. And then my son lives right in Pottstown, so the kids always stay with us. when. Very good. Yeah, so we're going from the baby stuff to uh, having to know... All the new slang words, <laughs> you know, with the other two. There you go. But Jeff's daughter, uh, Becky, and her husband, Rob, they're going to have another baby in uh, the end of January. Wow. So we're going to have So you're four. going to be busy. Yes. Busier than <laughs> ever. Yes. And no time to travel. Well, we're going to work that in because we yeah. haven't traveled as much the last Since couple of years. Since the pandemic, yeah. But yeah. very good. We're going to yeah. move into it. Very good, very good. So, thinking about Boyertown over the past 16 years, what's the future, do you think? What do you think next for the community? I don't know what's next for the community, but I, you know, I, Boyertown's future, I think, is, is real positive. Mm-hmm. You know, people who come to the community, people who just simply drive through it, are always impressed with, with how nice it looks, yeah. how quaint it is, and... Uh, the bears, yeah, yeah, the, the, flowers, the bears, yeah, the yeah. planters. So 
you know, yeah. I think I think Boyertown's got a, a really a bright future. Uh, so, a lot of good people working real hard, like the two of sure. you, and we are always grateful for the creativity, for the hard work, and for the community spirit that you have certainly. <laughs> shared with us. Thank you so much for joining us on the Be Inspired podcast today. And um, I wish you a great day. All right. Thank Thank you. you. You too. Thank you for downloading this episode of the Be Inspired podcast. If you enjoyed the Be Inspired podcast, please subscribe to be notified of new episodes. This podcast can be found on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Anchor, Spotify, or wherever it is you listen to podcasts. And we welcome you to suggest people, projects, and perceptions that inspire you. What the world needs now is inspiration. Contact me, Jane Stahl, at studiobbb.org or stop by Studio B. More information can be found in the episode notes. We are eager to meet you and learn what it is you love. This is the end of today's episode, and I hope you find your way today to be inspired.